0: Hello and welcome back to Redeemable, I'm your host Josh Hornberger, let's get into it. Try and think back through all of your Christmases, what was your favorite gift? Growing up for me, I loved Legos. I remember I had two big tubs full of Legos that I would dump on the carpet and just build for hours. And so when Christmas time rolled around, I already knew what Lego sets I wanted. I would take my Christmas list and just write the set numbers down, like two five zero one six seven, and four eight three zero six nine. And when Christmas morning came, I would run to the tree and search for any rectangle-shaped boxes. Then I would shake them, hoping to hear plastic pieces hitting each other. If the wrapped present matched the description, I would tear the wrapping paper off to find Lego Star Wars. Twelve-year-old me could not have been happier. Fast forward to today, Christmas Eve 2020. I still have all of my Legos. They're just in a box somewhere in my closet. As I grew up, I've learned two important things when it comes to gifts. Number one, as much as I and anyone else would love to get a nice gift on Christmas, I've learned that giving a gift is more fun than receiving one. A gift is given through kindness, not merit. If I wanted to give my brother a brand new Mercedes for Christmas, It would not be because he was owed the car. It would be an undeserved gift to show my love and appreciation. That being said, I hope he likes the fuzzy socks I got him. (laughs) And number two, I've also learned that materialistic gifts lose their value over time. For me, I don't have the urge to play with Legos at two in the morning like I did as a kid. The plastic pieces slowly over time lost their value and appeal much like how a Mercedes loses 20% of its value by simply driving it off the lot. I believe the reason so many see Christmas as an expensive chore rather than the beautiful gift it is, is because they have forgotten what Christmas is really about. As time goes on, we are continuing to replace Jesus with Santa, and then we wonder why we are left unfulfilled. Whether you get Legos for Christmas or a car, both will eventually not satisfy. But today, I'm going to read you the story of the greatest gift ever given. This undeserved gift from God has the power to save souls and truly satisfy those who accept the gift. This is the Christmas story. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 reads, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the wise, when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband... Being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, minded to put her away privately. So at this time, Mary was betrothed to Joseph. And as Joseph was preparing a home for himself and his wife to be, it became increasingly clear that Mary was pregnant. So the obvious conclusion came to Joseph that Mary had cheated on him with another man. In actuality, Mary had stayed faithful to her fiancé. It was the Holy Spirit that placed the baby in her womb. So Joseph, being a just man, decided he would call off the wedding quietly in an effort to not bring public attention to Mary's apparent unfaithfulness. Continuing into verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared upon him in a dream, saying, Joseph, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, he shall save his people from their sins. The angel told Joseph the truth that Mary was indeed faithful, and that God chose Mary to carry his son, the one that would save his people from their sins. Now, if we move over to Luke 2, verse 7, we find what happens next. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This passage does not require any explanation. It is the beautiful portrayal of God's Son entering the world. The Lamb of God, the one who washes away sin, The Alpha and Omega has been born. The story ends in Matthew chapter 2. At this time, Jesus was about two years old and living in Bethlehem, a small and insignificant city in Judea. Judea was ruled by Herod the Great, and he loved having power. Verse 1 reads, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the King, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Herod was not about to allow for there to be another so-called king in his kingdom. Continuing into verse 4. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of his people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Verse 8, And he sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go, and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and, lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. Herod sent them on their way to worship the Christ but requested that they, when they found the child, to send a message to him, so that he too could worship baby Jesus. Little did they know, Herod planned on killing the child when he received his exact whereabouts. And finally, our story ends with verses 11 and 12. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold Frankincense and myrrh, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. The Christmas story can't be forgotten or cast aside by our current culture. It must be relayed every Christmas so people don't forget why we are joyful in this season. God chose a poor virgin girl to carry the Savior of the world in her womb. Joseph, an Israelite carpenter, had to trust and have faith in God and his wife-to-be that Mary was indeed divinely chosen to carry the Lamb of God. Shepherds in Bethlehem, just watching over their sheep late in the night, when suddenly the sky broke open and a multitude of angels were praising that the Prince of Peace had been born. King Herod, taking the birth of Christ as a threat to his power, planned to kill the Son of God. And finally, the wise men, who spent years following the star of Bethlehem, searching for the Messiah, and when they finally found the child, they presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These gifts sparked the tradition of gift-giving during Christmas time. But what many people don't realize is there is a specific and symbolic meaning behind these three gifts. Let's start with gold. Throughout history, few things have been more desirable than gold. Gold was and is still a form of currency, and we've all heard stories of pirates fighting to the death and spend their whole lives searching for it. This precious metal is a symbol of wealth, power, and royalty. The gift of gold symbolized his kingship. Next, we have frankincense. Frankincense is a type of gum resin created from tree sap. It was used primarily in the temples to anoint those of significance. When frankincense was burned, it created white smoke, and it was very expensive in Jesus' day. The gift of frankincense symbolizes his deity. Lastly, we have myrrh. Much like frankincense, myrrh is also created through tree sap and was used primarily for purification during a burial. The interesting thing about myrrh is in the way it is collected. Myrrh is created by piercing the heartwood, or the center most dense part of the tree. The resin then begins to drip little red droplets called tears, which is later collected down the tree. How symbolic. The gift of myrrh symbolizes his suffering. These three gifts given to baby Jesus all demonstrate a characteristic of Jesus. Gold. Jesus is king. Frankincense. Jesus is Lord and he is God and myrrh. Jesus will suffer and die for you." Alright, let's back up here. Why was Jesus born? The birth of Jesus Christ was a gift from God that was over a thousand years in the making. If we go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, we find Satan deceiving Adam and Eve into sinning against God. We later find God delivering judgment to Adam and Eve because sin must be punished. But before he does so, He turns to Satan and says in verse 15, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now what does that mean? God is foreshadowing a Savior from the seed of Eve, the woman. Thou shalt bruise his heel, foreshadows Satan's attempts to defeat this Savior while on earth, while it shall bruise thy head, foreshadows Satan's coming defeat. We find all the way back to the beginning of time, when mankind had just disobeyed God, creating sin in God's brand new earth. God had already planned to send a savior to redeem his fallen creation, us, and to one day defeat Satan, the devil. Keep in mind that it is estimated this was approximately 1,500 years before Christ was born. Now, if we skip through the biblical timeline to Isaiah 7 verse 14, we find a prophecy from the prophet Isaiah of the Savior that will take away the sins of the world. Keep in mind, this was approximately 700 years before Christ was born. This is the prophecy. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel translates to God with us. 700 years later, Mary, a virgin, gave birth to a son. Mary's son was also God's son, God's only begotten son. Jesus, however, was not half man, half God. He was fully man and fully God. What does that mean? After so many years, God was now walking and talking on earth. Breathing the same air as his fallen creation, people, God with us. That is why Christmas is so joyful. Jesus is known by many names. Light of the World, Alpha and Omega, the Good Shepherd, King of Kings, the Savior, the Messiah, Emmanuel, Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, and the Lamb of God. So why was Jesus born? Jesus was born to fulfill God's promise all the way back in the garden when the world first began and sin entered the world. Jesus was born to save us, redeem us from our sins, because the punishment of sin is death and hell, and there's nothing we can do about it until Jesus came. You see, those three gifts the wise men gave were three truths that displayed who Jesus was. He is king, he is God, and he is the sacrifice. The innocent lamb of God became the sacrificial lamb in our place. And just as myrrh is punctured from trees and drips tears of blood, Jesus was punctured on a tree, dripping tears of blood. Why? Because that is the cost of sin. Jesus, an innocent spotless lamb, died in our place so we wouldn't have to. First Peter one, verse nineteen, The precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. There are two places you shouldn't keep Jesus in your mind. as a baby in the manger and dead on the cross, because in both of those instances, Jesus's story is not finished. because baby Jesus did not stay a baby. As Jesus grew up into adulthood, He began to heal the broken, minister to the lost, made the blind to see and the deaf to hear. He taught, as John 13 verse 34 quotes him, love one another as I have loved you. And yet the innocent lamb was killed on the cross and laid into a tomb. But that tomb did not hold the Alpha and Omega for long, because three days later he rolled the stone away, defeating death and paying the sin debt. You know what that means? One word. Salvation. By Jesus' sacrifice, we are restored. Isaiah 53 verse 5 reads, "He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed." Salvation is a gift bought with an innocent man's blood. A gift with your name on it. Salvation is not a gift found under a tree. It is found only through Jesus Christ. John 14 verse 6 reads, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. You are offered an undeserved gift that will never lose its value, and I hope you take it. Turn from your sins and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. And when you pass on from this life, you will be spending eternity in paradise with your Savior. Salvation was a gift worth dying for. You were worth dying for. Jesus was born to save you from your sins and to offer you salvation. And that... Is the greatest gift. The Bible verse for today is Isaiah nine verse six, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I want to stop and uh, thank all of you who have stuck around and have taken the time out of your day to listen to the podcast. It means so much to me. Again, I, I apologize. It, it has been a little while since the last episode. I got caught up in things, but I should be good now. It's, it's funny. I was actually writing out an episode back in Halloween that I was working on, but all the recordings were accidentally deleted, so I had to scrap it. Um, but it, it's actually amazing that this little podcast that I started a few months ago in lockdown, is being heard, like, around the world. The analytics show that these there's listeners in Texas, Ohio, Florida, Washington. There's even people listening in Germany, Singapore, and Russia. So it's amazing what God can do with just a little faith. Um, so with that, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And please remember, you are custom made. You are loved. And you are redeemable.